podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. No one should settle when it comes to taking care of their health and wellness. And with Everly Well, you don't have to. Everly Well makes lab testing easy with over 30 at-home lab tests from food sensitivity and vitamin D to heart health and more. All with simple sample at-home collection, free shipping, and physician-reviewed results sent to your device in just days. Learn more at everlywell.com and demand better for your body. That's everlywell.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to this Wednesday night Fatback 4 Daily. It is brought to you, of course, by Paddy Power. It's a bookies, it's a website, and it's an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. With specials on Liverpool, on football, on sports, on everything. Um, you know what to do. Get to Paddy Power and put your bets on there. Tonight's show um, is going to... Look, we have to talk about Mourinho being appointed sports manager. Um, although we are a Liverpool podcast, it, it is a massive deal. Um, so we're, we're going to definitely talk about that. We're going to start looking ahead to Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park on Saturday. And look, anything else that comes in between, we'll have a go at. Uh, random questions are always, always, always welcomed. So um, throw them in there as well. My guest tonight is, look, he's a brilliant guest. We've had him on probably, this is probably his third or fourth time on. I enjoy having him on every time he's here. Um, I nearly forgot to, to message him today and he was so nice about it. He just went, yeah, no problem. See you at 10 o'clock. It is, of course, Jim Fishlock. Jim, how are you, my man? Hi, mate. Yeah, I'm really good. Um, glad to be back on. Like I said to you before we started recording, um, I was, you know, you can't not think about football at the moment. With, um, it was a great night for Wales last night. Just got to get that in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously with Mourinho, with the Mourinho news. So, um, yeah, you know, it's always great to chat football and great to have a chat with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of people in, in the chat room already. Uh, but Barry says Buenos Nachos or something along them lines. Um, Barry again says good evening. Chris says good evening. Traz says good evening. And um, Barry Carr says we are not in for son. Massive, massive breaking news there from Barry. Um, look, the, 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 the thing, Jim, we were having a little chat about this before we came on, on live and stuff like that. And we are saying... Jose Mourinho and I just said to you what do you think and you said I think it's brilliant discuss I do I, I you know I just think this is a guy that you know his record speaks for itself and you know you can say he does three year you know first year he builds second year he wins stuff third year he explodes yeah okay he, he does he does do that you can't disagree with that that assessment of his of his career you know in his most recent clubs, but this is a guy, a proven winner. Um, he's won all around the world. He's won in different eras. You know, his first Premier League was 2004, 2005. He won it again then. Um, he's won 
Champions Leagues, he's won leagues in, he's won t- championships in different leagues, he's beaten the very greatest side probably um, of recent times in that Barcelona team when he was with Real Madrid, he beat them to the league. Um, yeah, he has done some terrible, terrible things both um, away from football in terms of his conduct on the on the sidelines, some of the things he said. Yeah, he throws players under the bus. I, I get that, but this is a guy that at this moment in time. Right now, today, um, for somebody that needs to get Tottenham where they need to be, which has got to be top four, I think, by the end of the season, there is no nobody else out there. He's 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 not contracted to a club. Um, he's available. He's keen as anything to get back in. Uh, there is no other British team uh, and Premier League team that he probably would have got could go to, um, unless you're talking lower levels of the league, which is not going to happen. Um, where he is in his career at the moment. So this is a guy with plenty to prove. He's had a break. Like you said to me, Gav, he, he sounds great and slightly different on, on Sky Sports. And, and I couldn't agree more with, with that assessment of him. He does sound like this break has done him good. And he's probably reassessed the best way to be successful in modern day football. Yeah, no, we, we did have that little chat, you know. Um, Jono says, I'm sorry, I don't get the Mourinho love. Some people, uh, saying this laughed at him, uh, when the, when the, at the United train wreck. Um, you know, uh, you know, Jono saying there that the Mourinho titles from 2010, what good is that in 2019? I think that's the point me and you are going over, you know, um, be, before the show. He, to me, it just felt like, Slightly now, I don't know whether he could have, like I said to you, he could have stayed over in Abu Dhabi or whatever he was with with Keys and Gray, but he 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 got himself into the proper Premier League limelight by by joining on at Sky. Now I'm sure he was given a good load of money for it, but when he was talking in studio, he seemed a lot more relaxed. He seemed a lot more open, and the way he spoke about the game, it didn't sound like the Mourinho of old to me. You know, I don't know whether the, the United. Hold the back of like you know it was a shock to the system for him, where he felt I can go to a massive club and I'll just be successful. I think the politics were in that club and and certain restraints maybe put on him, maybe just jolted him back into life and thought when I take this break I have to come back different because people a lot of people have thrown this accusation that the game has passed him by, you know, to a certain extent. But I just think he just did sound a bit different, especially when he was talking about Arsenal and Obama Yang and you know running in here and doing this and how you can get the best out of him. Where the old Mourinho will be, he needs to do this for the team, he needs to do that for the team. Team. You know, I think back to the time when Joe Cole had a great game for Chelsea and Mourinho just ripped, whipped them off the pitch because he, he wasn't doing the f- stuff defensively p- properly, you know, that kind of way. And and the other major thing for me with him is, and I'm not saying he's going to be a massive success because I don't know, we, we, time will tell, but the massive thing is it's in London and he has been based in London. And when he was at United, the, the rumour was he was staying at a hotel and living at a hotel and he was he was turning up most days looking quite haggard in his appearance, you know. So, but but just just finally on him, um, do you think that squad suits him, Jim? Well, just one point before we get to that question is mm. is it, it's interesting to see that he's he's completely sort of revamped his coaching staff, and what a lot of coaches will do um, when they're out of work. Well, I think you know you have to really because you have to as a coach be looking at different ways to be successful and, and to develop develop yourself consistently. Um, 
they go away, they watch a lot of football, they go visit different clubs, they look at different philosophies. Now, perhaps there was an element with Jose it being so successful that he really did think to himself, well, I'm Jose Mourinho, and uh, the way I do it is the only way, uh, you know, is, is the best way for it to be done. Given this break and to see how other teams have moved away from, let's say, his Manchester United team, so how we have taken out have overtaken them, how Tottenham have overtaken them, uh, and how Manchester City, you know, were streets ahead of them. There, there must have been a moment of reflection for him to say, do you know what? The next club I go into, I have to evolve my style of play. Um, so I think, you know, from Tottenham's perspective and for the Premier League, I hope that that's the case. Um, and I hope that, you know, they do relatively well under him because I, I, I do like him. Um, I'm not going to, you know, make apologies for that. I, I do think he's, uh, he's a very, very good manager um, and I think he's great for the game. But in terms of this Tottenham squad... No, I don't think um, it's going to work for him as it is at the moment. Um, when I look at a couple of the defenders that they've got and a couple of players who play in midfield for him, um, they just do not look like Jose Mourinho-type players. And I'd be very surprised if um, Danny Rose is still there by the start of next season. Serge Aurier, you know, in fact, I'd be surprised if, if those two were there after January. Um, Sissoko, I think, will go. Um Lucas Moura, perhaps, as well. I think he'll absolutely love um, Son. He'll love uh, Ndombele. Hopefully, he starts getting the best out of Davis and Sanchez because there's a couple of, um, you know, he's, he's, he looks a really good player. Um, and it'd be interesting to see. I wonder if he'll start playing Sessegnon because, you know, I think he's a decent player. So it could could be an interesting time for him. Yeah, it's just like the, the look comments absolutely flying in here with regards to them, you know. Um, they're actually, they're just, they're too fast for me to, to keep up with. Jono says, um, it made no difference with, um, at Chelsea when he finished 10th, he didn't live in a hotel. Fair point, Jono. Uh, Mourinho sweet talking has filled everyone. Um, and we forget he, he's, he needs to spend money to win those trophies. Yeah, he does need to spend money, but we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see with the money because that's the one, that's the one concern for me. Uh, Chris Brack says if he's given a small budget, put money on Gav's call from last night, he'd sell Kane for 200 million and bring in four, four good players. I think it's a possibility. I just think the ego thing might, might be a massive, massive clash. Oh, Neil says Spurs Amazon documentary could be amazing to watch with him in charge. Now it absolutely could. Yeah, that's a great shout. That uh, is, yeah. <laughs> uh, Barry says we would want Spurs to Catch the top four. They that could pull back one one of Chelsea or Leicester. Yeah, they have to be. Um, they have to. Jono says Jim sounds like a sports fan. No, he's not. He just uh, look. He, he, I think I'm definitely not. No, he's I'm definitely not. I think Jim is just looking at it from you know probably a coaching point of view and the background you have, Jim, watching what another coach does. It's probably the biggest thing for you rather than the you know the pantomime around it. Um, but look, we'd have to wait and see on him. Uh, I I did say this morning I'd love to get the odds on Jose Mourinho not lasting 100 days of sports um, because I think it'd just be classic Mourinho to go in there and say oh I was lied to you know um, and, and then just say listen give me all my money I'm out of here um, and he did mention you know that this squad of players and the academy is really exciting to work with now when he said the word academy I nearly fell out of my standing um, I'm going to be honest with you because um, he just doesn't he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't do academies does he Um no. Owen says he's heard Mourinho's on double the wages Klopp is on, which is mental. I think, I don't know what Klopp is on, but I think Mar- the, the money that's talking about Mourinho is 15 million. The curious one for me on that is, is that he's been given a four year deal, which usually means he'll go on after three and get about eight million out of that 15 million in his pocket when um, he's relieved of his duties after three and he gets bored. But look, I hope he's a disaster just from a football inside, um, and, and spores go away for a little bit. That's just me being, um, 
I don't know if the word's pathetic or just being, you know, just just being a <laughs> Liverpool fan. Um, <clears throat> look, we'll move away from it. Um, so anybody who wants to comment on Mourinho, uh, keep commenting if you want. I'll try to pick up a few. But random questions are the ones we want. Um, we have got 20 to 30 minutes left in the show, and we are imploring you to give us random questions. I'm going to make it a the fourth rule of this show that random questions must be regularly put in here. So if you're going to put a football comment in or two football comments in, for every two you put in, put a random question in. That's the rule from now on. If you can keep to that, that would be absolutely sweet. If you don't, I'm not going to really do anything because uh, I can't. Um, but look, moving away from it, we we have a game on Saturday, 3 p.m. Jim, uh, and the, the, I'm not that I find this game funny, but what I am finding funny now is we're making excuses every week as to why we just could keep playing that 11 that won the European Cup because. For some reason or other, this game is the biggest game of all time. And it's just going to be like that, isn't it? For the next, you know, whatever, 26 league games left. Um, you know, it's just going to be like that, Jim, isn't it? We're going to have, people just want, we have to win this one. There's nothing where we go, oh, we rotate it a little bit and we'll drop in, we'll drop in Brewster here because that game, yeah. we're finding a way to make this the biggest game in our history week on week. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, we have to get away from that, I think, as, as a fan base, because we are going to drop points, um, even if we play our best team. It's it's, um, it's inevitable. Um, and all we're doing, I think, is ramping up the, the pressure. And if you're thinking 20, what do we say, 26 games to go in the league, mm-hmm. that's without Champions League games, without, obviously, World Cup, uh, World Challenge Cup, or whatever it's called, games, and, um, you know, the, the, the Carabao Cup that we're still in. It's a lot, a lot of football. Um, so I think inevitably changes are going to have to be made. Players will drop out of form. Players will get tired and, and players will be injured. I think more, uh, Robertson and Salah are, are doubtful for Sunday, uh, for Saturday anyway. So there will be changes. We have to trust that the players who are going to come in are going to do a good job. Um, and, you know, with all due respect, yes, Andy Robertson is the best left back in the world. And yes, Mohamed Salah is one of the best forward players in the world. But... That Liverpool team and that squad should be able to win on Saturday if those two are not available. Yeah, do you know, do you know what? Like, I was listening to um, I was listening to the Cop Table podcast just before this one, and Jay Jay Riley was saying that he, he was he was worried because Zaha gave Milner an awful time at Anfield last season to the point where Milner gets sent off. It's and and but on the on the on, on the other side of that, he was saying, look, he hasn't trained properly for two weeks, but he's played all our games. You know, he's had what will be two weeks rest now. You know, it'll be, well, it'll be 13 days rest. Um, he fully expects Robertson to play. The only worry for me is, Jim, and I'm with you. I've, I've said it and I've, people will, will back me up when I say this. I want to use our squad as much as we can from August to keep ourselves as fresh as we can and make the changes when we need to make them and at the right time to keep us nice and fresh because it's usually January, February where we falter that little bit and we look a bit tired. But once we get through that, we start motoring again. It's just that one position that worries me because they will literally drop Zaha onto the right side of midfield for that whole game if Milner plays. It's just unfortunate that it's Robertson. You know, let me let me put it this way. If it was Lovren, I'd be like, yeah, we'll get away with it. If it's Henderson, which is a possibility because he's he has been unwell um, both at Liverpool and away with England, I'd say, yeah, we'll get away with it. And even if Salah is out, I think, yeah, we're okay. I just don't like that full-back position being weak with their best player by a country mile liking when he plays against us. You know that kind of way? Yeah, I, I do. And 
but I will say this. I've seen Palace about three or four times this season, and um, every time I've seen them, Zaha has been their worst player. All right, an okay, absolute that, that, mile. I knew there so, was a reason I brought you on. I do, <laughs> I do get the point um, that he obviously has caused us issues in the past, I, I, and you know, I do, I do take that. Um, but one, Milner obviously um, could drop in there. Two, uh, Joe Gomez could quite easily uh, play left back, um, and he's he's defensively very good in that position. Um, and you know, let's not forget. Whoever plays in, in midfield, whether it be Milner on the left hand side of the three or um, or Henderson or Wijnaldum, they're able to obviously cover as well. So I'm not overly worried about Zaha, if I'm perfectly honest. And this may come back to bite me on the ass, and if it does, I'll you know tip up next Monday and we'll have a conversation about it and I'll hold my hands up. <laughs> but you know, out of all the players that Palace have got that, that potentially could cause us a problem, he at the moment looks like he's still sulking a bit or struggling to get his head around the fact that he didn't move in the summer yeah. um, and he, he's just been he's been he's been terrible um, to be perfectly honest yeah Jono's Jono's literally said as tight this um, just before you said it and he said in the summer he's sorry he said no joke we should try and get Werner in January Um and in the summer, we need a backup left back. We said Zaha this season has been trying too hard to get a move, which has hindered his form. He's literally said that as just before you've said it. So um, you're not alone in what you think there. And it's, you know, it's, it's perked me right up thinking that uh, Zaha hasn't, hasn't been playing well. Um, Milner was right back when Zaha did him, says Chris. Zaha prefers the left wing. Well, look, if he wants to go over there and chase Trent up and down all day, I'm absolutely fine with that. But there's no way Roy Hodgson isn't dropping Zaha from a height onto uh, the right wing if we end up having to change uh, Robertson over. Random question for you, Jim. If you could bring back one deceased rock star, um, who would it be? I suppose uh, rock star slash musician. I'm going to embarrass myself now because rock is not my... Um... Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Well, I, I, I let you. I let you with one deceased. Deceased. Uh, you know what? Singer, songwriter, whatever. It doesn't have to be rock. God, that is a tough one. That is music. Is not my sort of um, or modern. I prefer more modern music than. Uh, I'm not are dead. No, they're all. They're all, The music I like. They're all still alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. S Club Seven and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. One Direction. You know, I, I love. I love those guys. I'll have to come back in forty years and ask you that question, and then you'd be like. Zayn Malik, if that, that's, I think that's one of him. Um, yeah, I don't like that. That's the one I don't like actually. Oh. <laughs> uh, it have to, somebody did say an answer there, and I have to go with it. Um, but Chris Brack has thrown Freddie Mercury into the mix. Kevin, yeah, Ke- yeah. Kevin Sullivan says John Lennon. But somebody earlier, um, I, I think it might have been Barry, and he said uh, the King Elvis. Elvis would be absolutely off the charts in 2019. Like the stuff that goes on with celebrity now. Could you imagine Elvis rocking up and just oh deciding to do what he wanted to do? Um, like the, the media would have an absolute field day on him, but he'd have a great, great time. Um, so yeah, there, there's your fourth random question. If anybody has any more, absolutely throw them in. Jim, after the international break, there's a lot made of what we like after the international break. Are we any good? You know, like I think the last one was a, we played Newcastle at home. We struggled. For the first 25 minutes, 
ish and Firmino had to come on for Rigi and we were a different side there. We easily swept Newcastle aside despite going one nil down. Is it is it a thing you worry about? Is it an actual thing? Is the first is the probably the right question? And is it something you worry about where you go? Mm, I know he likes to have them on the training pitch in a rhythm and ready to go for matches. Or is it just something that we make too much of? I think um, I think it's definitely a thing because you do get out of that rhythm. Um, you know, training is different. Mm-hmm. You know, because the players that are working with with Klopp and the, and the staff. They're obviously not the first team players, so it's hard to put any work in. Um, the players are human beings. They're travelling all around the world. They're coming back with uh, can be you know different emotions because they could be very very uh, disappointed with the results that have happened while they've been away, um, or they could be you know sort of overjoyed and euphoric because they've just qualified, etc. And that can be quite difficult to sort of get back up again for another game. So it is difficult. Um, it is nice to have that period of time where you're focusing. All week up to the game. It's not always obviously possible, particularly in the in the pro game. But yeah, I think it is a bit of an issue. But I think you know, with the staff that are there, the work that has gone in already, it's not as if they're coming back and they're not going to know. You know, I'm sure there was some work towards Crystal Palace, some analysis being done, so on and so forth. Um, and in this modern day, it wouldn't surprise me if the players who have gone away on national duty have had some sort of um, video package sent to them mm-hmm. uh, from the analysis to say, you know, this is what they're expecting, we're expecting them to do, this is what we're expecting us to do, you know, to be mindful and, and what we're going to work on when you get back to Melbourne. So uh, whilst I do think it is, a, it is a thing, it's not a thing that only we suffer from. Um, but again... I think if we uh, if we're sort of seventy five percent and above, then we should we should be beating Crystal Palace uh, regardless. Yeah, no worries. There's a there's a shout in there for Bob Marley. Um, a couple of people did say uh, Lennon and stuff like that. Um, Chris Brack says, "Would you rather fight one duck the size of a horse or ten horses the size of, of ducks?" That's a lot of legs, isn't it? Yeah, I'm taking on the duck-sized horse. Yeah, I'm taking on the duck-sized horse. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Um, just just one thing is the easiest thing to uh, is is the easiest thing to fight. I think. Um, sorry, somebody corrects me there and says that we actually drew away one all to United after the last interval break. That's that's absolutely correct. We did draw one all. Kevin Sullivan says being away at a lively uh, Selhurst Park should help us. Yeah, and I, t- I, I, I like what Jim has said there as well, you know, that they, they'll be filled with information, video packages, they'll know what the story is. And I think they're all back now, aren't they? I think the international this, stuff is done now, so they're back yeah. probably Wednesday, so they're probably, they probably have three to four days, not probably on the training pitch, but back at the club, where they'd be, yeah. be given information today, train Thursday, train Friday. It's not like a Wednesday, Thursday, and then, Coming back, you know, towards the and having a day or so. Do you have a couple of days in there? Barry Carr is giving you a name there for um, a a musician that's died. He said Avicii. So there you go. Yeah, you that's can, a good one. There you can you have go. Avicii. Yeah, um, I love that one. Thank you. Great stuff. Uh, thanks to uh, Barry for that one. Uh, Barry said he'd rather fight ten ponies. Uh, I don't know. Um, Barry also says Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I don't know if you can get away with that. <laughs> I really don't. Um, if you could bring a comedian back from the dead, mine would be Kenny Everett. So, yeah, so I would. I would go for that as well. There's one. There's one um, that's in my head. Oh, I tell you, John Candy. I, I, I don't know if he was like a stand-up comedian or just a comedic actor. Yeah, but um, I'll give you a comedic I, actor as well. I love him. I love him. There we go. Yeah. Um, there was another one. Was it Bill? Is it Bill Hicks? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that name is in my head, and I remember 
I think he's dead. Um, I hope. Well, Jesus, not that I hope he is, but um, if I'm if I'm making him dead for for the wrong reasons, I'm sorry. Trav says, do you know anyone that's ever had their arm broken by a swan? No, I don't. Um, I've, I've heard of it. I don't know if that's an urban myth, though. Yeah, I've heard of it. Trav says Bill Hicks every time. It is Bill Hicks. I've seen one, I think, of his stand-up shows, and he was off the wall. And uh, Northright says Tommy Cooper. So, look, if we've any other random questions, throw them in. We're past uh, raising all the dead people. We, we, there's enough people on the planet. Um, <laughs> we, we can't keep we can't keep bringing everyone back as well. But look, going back to the football. What way do we approach this? Do, do we, you know, it's a way, it's at Palace. I like the three o'clock kickoff. I said this yesterday. Uh, I'd rather that than a half twelve or a half five or late on a Sunday or even a Monday night. Um, I like the three o'clock. Three o'clock feels like it won't be as lively as it would be at the other kickoffs. You know the kind of way. But do we approach this like we, we approach most games, Jim? Do we say to ourselves, we're a better side. Let's go out. Let's keep the ball. Let's play our game, let's quieten that crowd, let's hopefully get an early goal and take it from there because I don't like the thoughts of getting the 70-75 with a game in the balance. No, I, I agree. I think um, I think we you know we, we pick a team that's good enough to win it. Um, so I, I think the back four pretty much will pick itself. Um, I expect Oxlade-Chamberlain to start, Fabinho um, in there and then depending on which way he wants to go, Henderson and Henderson or um, or Wijnaldum. I mean, Wijnaldum, he, he's had a great uh, international break, I yeah, think, so he'll one, be yeah. coming back full of full of um, confidence. And I just think we play our game. I think Crystal Palace will let us have the ball. You know, I, I saw an interview with Roy Hodgson when they play in Leicester, and he said, you know, we're not a counter-attacking team, and, you know, we play good football, etc. And he's just completely deluded because if he's not setting them up to play counter-attack football, he, he's coaching them wrong um, or he must be coaching somebody else because that's all they do. They drop off, they let the opposition have the ball and they've got decent pace um, and decent runners from midfield. So I think we'll have a lot of the ball. I think that's when we're at our best. Um, as long as we play at the right tempo um, and Overload the the, uh, the wings with with obviously Alexander Arnold and, and whoever's playing left back for us. I think we'll be absolutely fine. But I think it's all going to be about our tempo. If we start playing slow and stodgy and making it easy for them to get ten men behind the ball, then I think we are going to be at that seventy seventy five minute mark, looking at the bench, thinking, "Oh, flip the neck." Yeah. Um, but if it's tempo and it's and it's, it's high tempo as it should be with us, then I think we'll we could be you know clear by half time. Yeah, and and when you say stuff like if we come out stodgy and stuff like that, um, it makes me think back to the United you know, game because we did come out and start quite. Yeah, we didn't actually start slow in that game, but we just we 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 went down the gears rather than up them, and then we couldn't seem to shift it back up the gears, and 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 it affected us. And we we probably could have won the game, and if it had went on another couple of minutes, we probably would have. But we just put ourselves in a position there where we're a little bit off it, and it affected us for for the majority of the game. Um. Stephen Mack, uh, he made me laugh when he said this. He said, I've seen a fella break a swan's arm, uh, which I thought was really good. Um, <laughs> Northred says, silence the crowd early, time to put someone to the sword. Yeah, and, and, and the, 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 you know, it's, I suppose the goal here is to, to get those three points in place. And then you're saying to Chelsea and you're saying to City and you're saying to Leicester, now it's 11 and 12 points. Now you have another question to answer. You know the kind of way it's a massive, massive thing. Barry Carr says, what's the ultimate ladies drink? Um, it's a cosmopolitan cocktail. Um, 
And it's funny you ask the ultimate ladies drink because I heard a barman actually in New York refer to it as that when he gave my wife um, a cosmopolitan cocktail in a bar. So it's, for me, it's a cosmopolitan cocktail. But, Jim, if you have another one, absolutely go ahead. Probably a blue bottle of Wicked's WKD. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe a white wine spritzer. Is that the ultimate? Uh, I don't know. My wife drinks uh, red wine. So. Gin and tonics. Gin and, like yeah, gin and tonics maybe. But a lot of men yeah. like it now, though. A lot of men drink gin and tonics. It's fairly fashionable, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's extremely dangerous if you drink too much of it. <laughs> take, take, take me word for it. <laughs> um, and that actually happened to me in Liverpool, and John Gibbons was involved, so uh, blame him. Um Traz says, I wonder how sports fans will react if they don't get a result against West Ham on Saturday. Listen, they're... they're they they would have told you months ago that they don't want Mourinho near the club and now they're all calling him Jose, so don't worry about it. Uh, Skipper Dog says pizza or pineapple on a pizza. It's a yes from him. It's an absolute and utter no from me. Uh, I agree. Yeah, complete no. It's an abomination. It's 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 a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. Fru on a, on a pizza is just. No, madness. it's a no-go. It's a no-go for me, definitely. Madness. Uh, Trad says baby sham for the drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says hope. I uh, hope Ox and Naby start with two of Fabinho, Hendo, Origini, Origi, Bobby and Manny up front. Kev made a decent point there as well. It's just gone off my screen. but Oh, sorry, I still have it. He says, I like the idea of changes. We have a few people on four yellows, he thinks. Uh, VVD um, and Fabinho being two of them. And yeah. he hopes they manage... They hope, he, sorry, he hopes they manage that so they don't both end up out at the same time. That's a fair point as well. Didn't think yeah, that is a fair point. Yeah, that is, that is a very good point. But... You know, we, it's one of those where you can't, I don't think we're good enough, even with Alisson back, not to have Van der Vaart in the team, mm. um, to, to think about protecting him. Um, and I know what Kev's saying, if he does get booked, we'll have to protect, we'll have to not play him, but you know, I'd rather give that as long as possible. Um, and Fabino, yeah, we, you know, we protected him once. I think, I don't think that's something we can do long term. So if we're just going to have to deal with it if it happens, I think. Yeah, uh, Barry Carr says the only fruit on a pizza should be the tomato sauce. Um, that's another, that's a, that's um, that's yeah, that's another conversation altogether. Um, sorry, the cop table I think is uh, looking for North Red, um, by the looks of it. Um, so if North Red can uh, just get onto the cop table, I think you might have won a prize. So that's the reason why they're looking for you, Jim. Um, give me a team for Saturday. Um, okay. Allison in goals, Alexander Arnold, Leveren, uh, Van der Vaart. Van Dyke. Oh, sorry, Van Dyke, Van der Vaart. What am I calling that? Van Dyke, sorry. Um, that scores in, in your mind. Yeah, so. I know. That's me being a Spurs fan. It's yeah. my favourite. <laughs> um, yeah, Van Dyke. And I'm going to go with Joe Gomez at left back. Okay. Um, and then Fabinho, Milner, um, Wijnaldum. Oxley Chamberlain, Firmino, and uh, Mane. Here we go. Okay, so you're. That's what I think the team will be. What are you doing in midfield there? Um, I'm going to go four-three-three, and I'm even though I don't like Oxley Chamberlain not playing in that three, I think he'll be the three of Fabino, one uh, and Milner with um, Ox the Ox as well. Playing in the front three. three. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's what he'll do. I don't particularly like it, but that's what I think the team will be. Mm. A lot will depend on, and I suppose I'm being a little bit unfair with you asking you this on a Wednesday night when the game is, you know, tr- you know, three days away, um, because we will get developments on Salah, on Robertson, on Henderson, and stuff like that. But 
just going on my gut instinct and early doors, I'll probably change this come Friday when I'm doing the preview with the Palace fan. Um, but I think it'll be Allison, Trent, Lovren, Van Dyke. I think Robertson will play. I think he'll go Fabinho, Wijnaldum. I think he might go Keita, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Mane, Firmino, and I think he might do something like a diamond or a 4 yeah. 2, two, two. play Keita off the left-hand side, play maybe Oxlade-Chamberlain off the, off the right, sorry, Keita off the left and go with the two lads up front. That's where I go at the moment. I can't see Salah starting. If he's no. going, if he's going around in a boot like that, you know, seven, eight days out from a game, I just can't see it happening. So, um, it, for, that's where it's going to be for me. Look, look, we'll both do early predictions on it, but look, we might change our minds before the week is out. But what's your early prediction? Um, three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Three nil Liverpool. No yeah. messing around. No. I'm, I'm going to go with, and I said 4 nil against City and I, people laughed. I said 4-1 against City and people laughed at me. But I have a feeling on this one and I'm going to go with 3-1 Liverpool. And I fancy Naby Keita to go on the score sheet. For some reason or other. I don't know. Uh, because looking at Palace, you know, I know Sacco's out injured. I know Joel Ward has done well at right back. But if Manny gets at him, I think it could be all sorts going on I know Van Arnhold Van Arnhold likes to get forward but we could we could really uh, pressure them in behind if, if he wants to do that uh, but Roy Hodgson telling you that he's not a you know counter-attacking team you're about to see what, what counter-attacking is at the weekend you know um, Barry Carr says we're goosed out Salah cop yourself on Barry um, we're the best team in the world we'll, uh, we'll be absolutely fine <laughs> <coughs> that's 30 minutes um, I think we've done enough we have uh, we have got um, sorry Glenna says this. Th- think this is a banana skin one all come on now Glenna you're better than that you're better than that um, yeah. Kevin Sullivan says he's amazed if Salah misses out um, Arigi doesn't start Shaq may be on the bench he's only back in training um, only Fabinho one yellow from a suspension confirms Chris Brack a yellow on Saturday is ideal as it would keep him out of home to Brighton so there you oh, go there Joel yeah, Ward is injured get on that if you can have a bet yeah. get on Fabinho getting a yellow card yeah Joel Ward is injured so Chris is just throwing all the stats at me now and um, making a laugh of me uh, Jim and a couple of people in here um, on the on the chat as well. Uh, we we love you, Chris, but but stop embarrassing us. Um, <laughs> no, look, that's that's really it. Um, that's been the Fatback for Daily for this Wednesday night. Um, I will be back tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Tomorrow's Peter Smith. Peter Smith is on with me, and we'll again we'll be doing more talk on Crystal Palace. And usually when we talk with Peter, he's brilliant with the random stuff. So join us at ten o'clock tomorrow, and um, we we'll do more random stuff. Jim, thanks a million for joining us. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. Cheers, guys. I promise to uh, give you more notes than about six hours the next time. That'll be great. Great stuff. Cheers, Gav. Talk to you next week. That's (laughs) it. That's the Fatback for Daily. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Over and out. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. 
People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Sports Social Podcast Network.